Cantos 16 to 18 of Book 3 of the Ramayan of Balmiki, translated by Ralph Deitz Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Omar Dutre. Canto 16 Winter. While there, the high souled hero spent his tranquil hours in sweet content. The glowing autumn passed, and then came winter, so beloved of man. One morn to bathe, at break of day, to the fair stream he took his way. Behind him with the metal dame, bearing a pitcher, Lakshman came. And as he went the mighty man, thus to his brother chief began. The time is come to thee more dear, than all the months that mark the year, the gracious season's joy and pride, by which the rest are glorified. A robe of weary rhyme is spread over earth with corn and garlanded. The streams we loved no longer please, but near the fire we take our ease. Now pious men to God and shade offer young corn's fresh sprouted blade and parch away their sins with rise, bestowed in humble sacrifice. Read stores of milk delight the swain, and hearts are cheered that longed for gain. Proud kings whose breasts for conquests glow, lead banner troops to smite the foe. Dark is the north, the lord of day, to Yama's south has turned away, and she, sad widow, shines no more, reft of the bridal mark she wore. Himalaya's hill, ordained of old, the treasure-house of frost and cold, scarce conscious of the feebler glow, is truly now the lord of snow. Warmed by the noontide's genial rays, delightful are the glorious days, but how we shudder at the chill of evening shadows and the real. How weak the sun, how cold the bridge, how white the rhyme on grass and trees. The leaves are sere, the woods have lost, their blossoms killed by nipping frost. Neat open skies we sleep no more, December's nights with rhyme are hoar. Their triple watch in length extends, with ours the sodden daylight lends. No more the moon's sun-borrowed rays are bright, involved in misty hage, as, one upon the mirror's sheen, the breath's obscuring cloud is seen. Even at the full the faint beams fail, the struggle through the darksome veil, changed like a heel, they want grace, that parts not yet from Sita's face. Cold is the western wind, but hell, its piercing chill is hidden now blowing at every morning twice, as furious with its breath of eyes. See how the dewy tears they weep, the barley, wheat, and woodland steep. Where as the sun goes up the sky, the Kalu and the Sardis cry. See where the rice plants cars uphold, their full ears tinged with pearly gold. Bending their ripe heads slowly down, fair as the day-tree's flowery crown, Though now the sun has mounted high, seeking the forehead of the sky, 
such mist obscures his struggling beams. No bigger than the moon he seems. Though weak at first, his rays at length grow pleasant in their noonday strength. And where erewhile they chance to fall, fling a faint splendor over all. See, over the woods where grass is wet, with weary drops that cling there yet. With soft light glowing art and bow, there steals a tender glory now. Yon elephant who longs to drink, still standing on the river's brink, plucks back his trunk in shivering haste, from the cold wave we fain would taste. The very fowl that haunt the mere, stand doubtful on the bank and fear, to dip them in the wintry wave, as cowards dread to meet the brave. The frost of night and the rime of dawn, bind flowerless trees and glades of lawn, Benumbed in the pathetic chill of icy chains, they slumber still. You hear the hidden sadder's cry from floods that wrapped in vapor lie, and frosty shining sands reveal where the unnoticed rivers steal. The weary rime of dewy night and suns that glow with tempered light lend fresh cool flavors to the rill that sparkles from the topmost hill. The cold has killed the lily's pride, Leaf, filament, and flower have died. With chilling bread rude winds have blown, The withered stalk is left alone. At this gay time, O noblest chief, The faithful vodet, worn by grief, Leaps in the royal town where he Spends weary hours for love of thee. From titles, honour, kingly sway, From every joy he turns away, Couched on cold earth, his days are past, With scanty fare and hermit's fast. This moment from his humble bed, He lifts, perhaps, his weary head, And guarded by many a follower, goes, To bathe where silver Sarayu flows. Now, when the frosty morn is dim, Shall Sarayu be about for him, Nursed with all love and tender care, So delicate and young and fair. How bright his heel, his brilliant eye, With a broad lotus leaf may vie. By fortune stamped for happy faith, His graceful form is tall and straight. In duty skilled, his words are truth, He proudly rules its last of yield. Though his strong arms smite down the foe, In gentle speech his accents flow, Yet every joy has he resigned. And cleaves to thee with heart and mind. Thus by the deeds that he has done, A name in heaven has verdict won. For in his life he follows yet Thy steps, O banished anchoret. Thus faithful verdict nobly wise, The proverb of the world belies. No man by mother's guidance led, The footsteps of their father's tread. How could Keke blessed to be, Spouse of the king, our sire, and see, A son like virtuous Varad blot, Her glory with so foul a plot. Thus in fraternal love he spoke, And from his lips reproaches broke. But Rama grieved to hear him chide, The absent mother, and replied, Cease, O beloved, cease to blame, Our royal father's second dame. 
still speak of Varad first in place, of old Akshaku's princely race. My heart, so firmly bent but now, to dwell in Uts and keep my vow. Half melting as I hear thee speak, of Varad's love grows soft and weak. With tender joy I bring to mind, his speeches ever sweet and kind. That dear Azamrit took the sense, with most enchanting influence. Ah, when shall I, no more to part, meet Varad of the mighty heart? When, O oh my brother, when shall we, the good and brave Satrugna see? Thus as he poured his fond lament, the son of Raku onward went. They reached the river and the tree, bathed them in fair Godavari. Lavations of the stream they paid, to every deity and shade, with hymns of praise the sun on high, and sinless gods to glorify. Fresh from the purifying tide, resplendent Rama came, with Lakshman ever by his side, and the sweet mytel dame. So Rudra shines by walls adored, in glory undefiled, when Nandi stands beside his lord, and King Himalaya's child. Canto seventeen, Surpnaka. The bathing and the prayer were over. He turned him from the grassy shore, and with his brother and his spouse sought his fair home beneath the boughs. Sita and Lakshman by his side, on to his cart the hero hied, and after rites at morning dew. Wouldn't the leafy shade withdrew. Then, honoured by the devotees, as royal Rama sat at ease, with Sita near him over his head, a canopy of green boughs spread. He shone as shines the Lord of Night, by Chitra's side, his dear delight. With Lakshman there he sat and told sweet stories of the days of old, and as the pleasant time he spent, with heart upon each tale intent. A giantess, by fancy led, came wandering to his leafy shed. Fear Surpnaka, how of yore, the ten-necked Tiran's mother bore. Saurama, with his noble mien, bright as the gods in heaven are seen. Him, from whose brow a glory gleamed, like lotus lips his full eyes beamed. Long-armed of elephantine gait, with hair close-coiled in hermit plate, in youthful vigour, nobly framed, by glorious marks a king proclaimed. Like some bright lotus, lustrous hued, with young Kandarpa's grace and dude, as there, like Indra's self, he shone, she loved the youth she gazed upon. She, grim of eye and foul of face, loved his sweet glance and forehead's grace. She, of unlovely figure, him, of stately form and shapely limb. She, whose dim locks disordered hung, Him, whose bright hair on high brows clung. She, whose fierce accents counseled fear, Him, whose soft tones were sweet to hear. She, whose dire form with age was dried, Him, radiant in his youthful pride. She, whose false lips maintained their wrong, him in the words of virtue strong, she cruel-hearted, stained with sin, him just indeed and pure within, 
she hideous fiend a thing to hate him formed each eye to captivate fierce passion in her bosom woke and thus to ragu's son she spoke with matted hair above thy brows with bow and shaft and this thy spouse how hast thou sought in hermit dress the giant haunted wilderness what dost thou hear the cause explain why art thou come and what to gain as surpnaka questioned so rama the terror of the foe in answer to the monster's call with fearless candor told her all king dasarath reigned of old like god celestial brave and bold i am his eldest son and heir and rama is the name i bear this brother lakshman young are born most faithful love to me has sworn my wife this princess dear to fame is sita the vidhandane obedient to my sire's behest and by the queen my mother pressed to keep the law and married win i sought this wood to harbour in but speak for i of thee in turn thy name and race and sire would learn thou art of giant race i win changing at will thy form and mien speak truly and the cause declare that bids thee to these shades repair thus rama spoke the demon heard and thus replied by passion spurred of giant race what form soever my fancy wills it is mine to wear named sirpanaka here i stray and where i walk spread wild dismay king raban is my brother fame has taught by chance his dreaded name strong kumbhakaran slumbering deep in chains of never-ending sleep vivision of the duteous mind in needs unlike his giant kind dushan and kara brave and bold whose fame by every tongue is told their might by mine is far surpassed but when o best of man i cast these fond eyes on thy form i see my chosen love and lord in thee endowed with wondrous might am i wherever my fancy leads i fly the poor misshapen sita leave and me thy warrior bride receive look on my beauty and prefer a spouse more meet than one like her i'll eat that ill-formed omen there thy brother too her fate shall share but come beloved thou shalt roam with me through all our woodland home its very drove with me shall seek and gaze upon each mountain peak as thus she spoke the monster gazed with sparkling eyes where passion blazed then he in law of language learned this answer eloquent returned canto eighteen the mutilation on her and snared in kama's net his eyes the royal rama set and thus her passion to beguile addressed her with a gentle smile i have a wife behold her here my sita ever true and dear and one like thee will never brook upon a rival's spouse to look but there my brother lakshman stands 
Unchained is he by nuptial bands. A youth heroic, loved of all, Gracious and gallant, fair and tall, With winning looks most nobly bred, Unmatched till now he longs to wed. Meet to enjoy thy youthful charms, O take him to thy loving arms. And a maud on his bosom lie, Fair damsel of the radiant eye, as the warm sunlight loves to rest upon her darling Maru's breast. The hero spoke, the monster heard, while passion still her bosom steered, away from Rama's side she broke, and thus in turn to Lakshman spoke. Come, for thy bride take me who shine, in fairest grace that sweets with thine. Thou by my side, from grove to grove, of Dundak's wild in bliss, shalt rove. Then Lakshman, skilled in soft address, wooed by the morous giantess, would art to turn her love aside, to Surpnaka thus replied. And can so high a dame agree, the slave-wife of a slave to be? I lotus youth, in good and ill, am bondsman to my brother's will. Be thou Fair creature, radiant-eyed, my honoured brother's younger bride, with faultless tint and dainty limb, a happy wife bring joy to him. He from his spouse, grown old and grey, deformed untrue, will turn away. How widowed charms will gladly leave, and to his fair young darling cleave. For who could be so fond and blind, O loveliest of all female kind? To love another dame at slight, Thy beauties rich in all the light. Does Lakshman, praised in scornful jest, The long-tooded fiend with loudly breast, Who fondly heard his pitch, nor knew, His mocking words were aught but true. Again, inflamed with love, she fled To Rama in his leafy shed, Where Sita rested by his side, And to the mighty victor cried, what Rama canst thou blindly cling to this old false misshapen thing? Wilt thou refuse the charms of youth for withered breast and grinning tooth? Canst thou this wretched creature prize and look on me with scornful eyes? This aged crone, this very hour, before thy face will I devour. Then joyous from all rivals free, through Dundek will I stray with thee. She spoke, and, with a glance of flame, Rushed on the fawn-eyed metal dame. So the horrid Matthew mar, Fair Rohini's soft beaming star. But, as the furious fiend drew near, Like death's dire news, which chills with fear, The mighty chief her papa stayed, And spoke, his brother to upbraid. Never should we jest with creatures rude, Of savage race and wrathful mood, Think, Lakshman, think how nearly slain My dear Videhan breathes again. Let not the hideous wretch escape Without a mark to Maha shape. Strike, Lord of Man, the monstrous fiend, Deformed and foul and evil meaned. He spoke, then Lakshman's rat rose high, And there before his brother's eye He drew that sword which none could stay, And cleft her nose and ears away. Noseless and earless, torn and maimed, 
with fearful shrieks the fiend exclaimed and frantic in her wild distress resought the distant wilderness deformed terrific huge and dread as on she moved her gaseous bled and groan succeeded groan as loud as roars ere rain the thunder cloud still on the fearful monster passed while streams of blood kept falling fast and with a roar and arms outspread within the boundless wood she fled to jonathan the monster flew fierce color there she found with chieftains of the giant crew in thousands ranged around before his awful feet she bent and fell with piercing cries as when a bolt in swift descent comes flashing from the skies there for a while with senses dazed silent she lay and scared at length her drooping head she raised and all the tale declared how rama lakshman and the dame had reached that lonely place then told her injuries and shame and showed her bleeding face and of canto sixteen seventeen and eighteen